Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spiritual Insights and the latest installment in our new Masterclass educational series, Guidance from Spirit, Channeled Messages from Ascended Beings. I'm joined today by my new special guest co-host, Danielle Gibbons, who has served as channel for Mother Mary since 1994, allowing Mother, in her distinct voice, to speak to and guide human beings directly. With this gift, she has served and assisted people worldwide to connect with Mother's love and grace. Together, Mother Mary and Danielle inspire individuals to awaken and expand their consciousness through best-selling courses, life-changing retreats, radio appearances, and online events. A beautiful compilation of Mother's teachings and Danielle's journey is available in their new book entitled Mother Mary's Pathway to Love, Building a Loving Relationship with Yourself that Will Transform Your Life. The book's chapters provide a manual to assist the reader on a journey from darkness to light of the deepest form of love, the unconditional love of self. Through the book, Mother Mary tackles illusions, shadows, personal sabotages, faith, miracles, forgiveness, and spiritual growth and living. Danielle and I have set the schedule for these segments, and you can join us on the second Wednesday of each month at 3 p.m. Eastern. After a brief discussion, Danielle will allow Mother to come through. Taking live calls during these segments, I have made it possible for serious students and those who have read the book to submit questions and possible topics for discussion for Mother through my website, spiritualinsightsradio.com. You can purchase the book and learn more about Danielle and Mother's courses, events, and classes at belovedpublications.com. There are free audio courses available as well, the first of which is Let Go and Empower Your Life. And if you'd like to meet your spirit guides, Danielle has made another free mini-course available entitled Prepare to Meet Your Spirit Guides. I've done it, and it's fabulous. There are also new items available, and I'll ask Danielle about them. If you'd like to follow Mother's teachings more closely, Danielle also appears on Conscious Talk Radio on the second Friday of each month. Visit ConsciousTalk.net to access those appearances, and please join me in welcoming my new co-host, Danielle. Hi, Danielle. I'm so glad to speak with you again. Hey, Charlotte. It's so great to be here. Thank you. What an amazing introduction. <laughs> Thank you. I try to be a little different each time. Um, but I was just on your website, and I saw you had new items available. Would you like to – well, let's back up. How are you? How How was your past month? Thank you. It was really – it was great. Um, just a, a quick little story. I, I sold my house and um, moved with my son to a new house, and you'll love this. 
I was, you know, it was one of those transitions where there was a lot of stress and I, I made a conscious effort every day to stay in faith and I kept turning it over, you know, my worries and my fears over to mother and saying, you know, I know you're much better equipped to handle them than I am. So I'll just mm-hmm. leave them with you to the best of my ability. So she found us a house on Faith Avenue. And Faith, F-A-I-T-H? Faith Avenue. And it gets better. The the street's not super long, but it's pretty long. It's been around for a long time as far as our little town's been, you know, around. But where my house is built, it's on the site of a former church. So there was a, a church that took up quite a bit of the street, and unfortunately it went out of business and went under, and they, you know, sold the land, and they built houses on it. And I found that out, which I just loved, loved, loved. And then yesterday I found out from my one of my new neighbors, who was a member of the congregation, and her kids went to school there, it was a Christian school, that my house in particular was right on the site of the sanctuary. So Mother has found us a house on sacred ground. I just Wow. I just love this. I know. <laughs> wow. Welcome to my world. <laughs> I know. No, it's you everybody you'd be amazed what you can get used to. You really can get used to a lot of this stuff, yeah. but wonders never cease. They really don't it's that's fabulous. It's true. Isn't that wonderful? I just oh it was so, it felt such a comfort. And particularly, you know, as a single mom, these are the things that I personally think about. I know maybe other moms don't think about that, but energy is really important to me. And the location of where I raised my son is as important as the energy of that location. Do you know what I'm saying? Of course. Uh, so it was, uh, yeah, I would have to say it's been an awesome few months. Wow. Well, congratulations. That is, that's elating. So I know how you must feel about that. Thank you. Um, I do. I have to tell you that since your last appearance when you first brought Mother through and especially when at the end when Mother, I, I just innocently said, is there parting words you'd like to offer the audience? And her parting words are aimed at me. And with what she mm-hmm. said to me, what happened was she pushed um, a very strong energy into me. So if everybody's wondering why I cried, I, you know, I understood the compliment, but the energy that you pushed through me, uh, it took a bit to process. So I had to sit with that and do that as quickly as I could so I could speak again because it was so strong. But since then, I have been floating, absolutely (laughs) floating in complete safety and trust and self-love and all that I am just happy. Oh, honey, that's wonderful. I love, Mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that. That's great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And people wrote to me and said that when I started crying, they cried along with me. Beautiful stuff. Everybody can feel the authenticity of everything. So I'm really looking forward to doing this on a monthly basis and sharing with you and then hearing what Mother has to say about whatever topic. It's really great. Good. Me too. I'm looking forward to it a lot. I would. I love this idea that you have a house that was once where the sanctuary was. 
Goofball that I am. You know what I'd be doing? What? I'd be out, outside the house at night with a camera taking pictures in the dark just to see what I get. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that. That's a great idea. That's a great yeah. idea. When I take the dogs out for the last time at night, I'll, I'll, bring, my, I'll bring my camera and see what, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you That's can you can say a prayer or or you can chant a mantra, whatever you want to do. Um, but it's already sacred ground, and spirits are drawn to that, and they may gather. So you might get some orbs, or who knows. But I just yeah. feel the energy, look and say, that that feels interesting, and just take a picture in the dark, and you might be surprised. It might be a fun exercise for you. Okay. <laughs> I will do that. Thank you. That's a great idea. My son would love that. He would just absolutely love to do that. Oh, really? He's interested in that stuff? Oh, yes. Very much so. Okay. He, he is a, um, he's a free thinker. You know, he's not sure, and he, he expresses that he's not sure, which I love that about him. But he mm-hmm. likes to explore. He likes to learn about new things, and he's open to hearing about them. And uh, he's always known himself. Do you know what I mean by that? He's just mm. he's always known who he is. And so yes. he's really great at keeping an open mind and an open heart and formulating his own opinions and beliefs, but he also likes to discuss those opinions and beliefs, uh, you know, just kind of toss them around and what if, and we play that game a lot, and it's great. I, I, uh, I, I adore his mind. It's uh, it's an amazing thing. He sounds like a great kid. He is almost. He is almost a great like an kid. improved, and he's like almost like an improved version of us. Like yes. Without yes. without all the confusion that goes along with knowing who you are, he seems That's the kids right. today seem to have a much more stable ground ground to stand on. Does that make sense to you? It does make sense to me because I think as a whole. Uh, we in society are definitely evolving. And I don't necessarily mean, of course, just spiritually, but I think as far as equality, that women uh, worldwide are moving back into that place of balance and equality with men. And it's, it's definitely a journey, and it's not, you know, we've got a ways to go, but it's happening. And every time we, in whatever arena, every time we move back into a better state of harmony, it opens up the realm of possibility. And the kids that are coming in, you know, that's their norm. Whereas you and I had a different norm when we came in. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so the vibration is a little higher because there's more respect, uh, there's more honoring of each other. You know, we're starting to figure out that our Certain ways of doing things are not sustainable, and so we're trying to reverse that. All of that has an impact, and the kids that are coming into that—that's their new norm, which is awesome. Yes, they—you um, can see the difference, especially around the teenage years. There's more acceptance. The the um, divisions, societal divisions, have have been. Significantly reduced to the point where kids could probably teach adults a lot, if that makes yes. sense. If yeah. that makes sense, they, they can really teach a lot. We've got the crystal children and and the indigos, and um, I'm I'm really proud, and I even notice it in the way um, 
I don't listen to like rock music or uh, loud music like that per se, but there are bands out there when you read their lyrics, they're very spiritually inclined. It's pretty impressive. Much deeper. But anyway. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Yes. I agree. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's well, nice good. to I'm see. glad you're all settled. What's that? Yeah. Okay. Well, I did mention earlier that you have, uh, you made two new products available on your website and um, at that page now, you have a, two new items: "Love Saves the Day," and it's a audio, a workshop audio, and "Love Your Life" workshop audio. Do you want to tell us a little bit about those? Well, um, "Love Saves the Day" took place in that was the workshop in Escondido, uh, California, and "Love Your Life" was the two-day. That was a one-day, and the "Love Your Life" is a two-day workshop that took place in Atlanta, Georgia, at the at Jamie Butler's Center for Love and Light. And I have to say, they were both so fantastic. I, I just, I, you know, Love Saves the Day, she gave, Mother gave wonderful, practical um, structure in, in how to look for love, choose love, you know, unravel the kind of, confusion that often goes, you know, well, is this love? Is this fear? You know, what am I feeling? What's happening? And just, she simplified things so much. But I have to say, Mm. the Love Your Life workshop blew my mind. She went so deep into what love really is that I was, there were moments where I felt suspended in time as if the room was just floating in this place of, you know, I I can't. mm. I feel you. Take your time. It hit your core. Yes, as if she had created this, the whole energy of love that she was talking about. And Mm -hmm. I didn't, feel divorced from life, but I definitely felt set apart or just almost like given a reprieve from all the, you know, the stimulation and chaos and stuff, you know, out in the real world. And it was as if I could feel the the description, the way she was describing love, the way she was talking about it, I could feel it deeply. And I have to tell you that it was a kind of love that is not for the faint of heart. Because okay. <laughs> it was all about taking love out of the boxes that we put it in, taking sort of taking the labels off of love and letting it basically run wild in our lives. And, and when you connect with that essence of love, Oh, she, the the way she described the outcome or the you know what happens in your life when you really allow love just to run wild without control without manipulation it was extraordinary it was extraordinary and I could feel everybody in that room so connected deeply connected through that energy uh, it was. It was stunning. I have to say, it was it was one of my favorites. It was one of my favorites for sure. I can I can feel it. I can hear it in your voice. So 
So when's your next yeah. one? Uh, my next workshop is actually a retreat, which I'm so excited about. Uh, it's in October, the end of October, the 27th to the 30th. It's in the North Georgia mountains at a, in a little town called Dahlonega, Georgia. And it is already sold out. It sold out weeks oh. ago, which is shocking. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> so I'm, there's already a waiting list. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping Mother, you know, kind of opens up a few more places and people's vacation plans change because it would be so lovely to have, you know, everybody who wants to come be able to be able to come. Um, so that's, uh, that's, that's the story with that, which is, I'm really looking, that's going to be the spiritual magic workshop, which I'm really looking forward to. And I okay. just wanted to correct one thing that you said in the beginning about the let go and empower your life. That is not a free uh, audio course. Oh, I'm sorry. That actually, that's okay. That actually has a, a cost to it. But the Prepare to Meet Your Spirit Guide is indeed a free really awesome mini course. I see that. Okay. I went so quickly. I, I, they look the same because I was going so quickly and trying to get the, the names down. Okay. So that yeah, one, yeah. so prepare to meet your spirit guides is free. And um, do people have to sign up for, uh, sign up for the community to get that? Yes. Yes, they do. Yes, uh, I wanted to be sure they knew that. Okay. Yes, and what's great though when you sign up for the community, I've been doing a video blog uh, every couple of weeks. I'm releasing a new video uh, of mothers from the that is also on my uh, YouTube channel. Uh, so I'm I'm releasing one every few weeks. So if you're in the community, of course you're, or if you subscribe to my YouTube channel, you're the first one to to know about a new uh, video. And they've been, oh, I love, they're wonderful. They're short videos anywhere from 7 to about 12 or 13 minutes. Uh, beautiful messages, free, easy to access, just wonderful. People are loving them. So that's been fun to do. Sounds good. What, what is your YouTube channel? Uh, Mother Mary Channel. Okay. Yeah, but that's actually that's the whole perfect. name. I mean, my channel is called Mother Mary Channel, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That works great. Okay, I'll check that out. Um, Fabulous. Here's a question for you, Danielle. Do you ever know what she's going to talk about when she comes through? Do you have inklings of any kind? Well, when it comes to uh, an event or a workshop or, you know, she certainly gives me some information so that I can give it a title and, you know, write a few points about what might happen and that kind of thing. But honestly, as far as the whole expanse of it, no, I have no idea. I have no idea. It's, a, it's, it's all, my whole channeling is, is an exercise in faith every time. And there have been a few times where the title has been a little bit of a Trojan horse, you know. <laughs> she's like, this. it's a, an overall theme, but then she'll get down to a very particular aspect of that theme, and that'll be the whole workshop. So there, has, there are certainly surprises. There's always surprises. She goes in directions that are not completely different than the information she's giving me, uh, but it goes so deeply into a particular aspect of it that 
it's extraordinary. Hmm. Okay. Let me but in general know, like today, today I have no okay. idea what she's going to talk about or what you're going to ask her or all the, you know, that's, it's just yes. space. Okay. Well, speaking of, just because I want, I want you in on this, and, you know, I don't want to have a list of questions that you don't know about. Um, on, a, on a recent show, uh, a listener had sent in a, a very important question, very important, and it had to do with uh, childhood sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. And uh, we on that on that segment, I had Abram the Mayan Shaman, who's who's channeled by uh, Tom Misery, and he does a monthly segment as well. And he said that that topic uh, would be appropriate for a, a segment all its own. So before I ask Mother, I wanted to ask you if if in the archives has that already been addressed? Do you have an entire segment like that, or should I ask her to do one? Yeah, no, we don't. We don't. No? I mean, okay. certainly people have asked questions uh, over the years uh, more privately than than publicly. Um, but, no, we don't mm-hmm. have anything like that. Okay. I'll, I'll see what she, what she feels would be appropriate, because it seems like it would be a topic all the time. But maybe she can <laughs> uh, offer a few words to pre- prepare people energetically for what they would hear. Um, but I'll, I'll ask her and, and see where that goes. Okay. okay. Are you ready to to talk to Mother? Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go get her. All right. I'll talk to you when you get back. Sounds great. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to light a white candle and breathe deeply as we await Mother's arrival. Mm. Hello, beloved one. Hello, Mother. How are you? I'm doing very well. It is kind of you to ask, my dear. How are you? I feel wonderful, especially since the last time I spoke with you. And I I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for the energy that you transmitted to me. I just feel so happy and content and whole and loving of myself. And I really appreciate what you did for me last time. You are most welcome, my dear. And how have you uh, noticed um, your connection to Jesus is? Oh, <laughs> uh, more complete in my understanding. Yes. He said he tried to tell me, and I was afraid. And he corrected me on a few misperceptions. And because of that came a very, very deep level of self-acceptance. And that's why I'm so happy, because I finally really connected to me, if that makes sense. Oh, yes. It makes perfect sense. Okay. I suppose you knew that would happen. 
Yes, this is uh, what I'm doing through this body, beloved. I'm connecting people with themselves. That creating that relationship to self and you are bearing witness that it does indeed transform your life. Yes? I, I won't say I'm a different person, but I am more aware of who I am without shame or embarrassment and I, I, I can't say different or improved but because of that deep connection it's hard to find words to describe I, other than wholeness and self-acceptance that's the, the best I've been able to come up with it I've listened to it several times and it just takes me deeper every time I hear it yes and you see you would not want to be someone else you don't need to become someone else that is not connecting to self. And when it is a transformation of awareness, it is a transformation of love and acceptance of self. And that is the transformation. You become more yourself, not someone else, not something different. And it's this is where people become confused. They believe that they are broken and they are not. They are evolving. They are coming to enlightenment. They are not uh, healing the broken self. That is a misconception. And now that you have had this particular energy and opening inside. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, you put it, those, the way you describe that, um, becoming more yourself, uh, that's where I was trying to get with not different, not improved, just the core, the core essence and the truth of who I am. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yes, that's that how I feel. Is it. And so when you have those uh, transformations, those shifts. When you become more yourself, what happens is you have that realization that I'm not broken. I've never been broken. Uh, parts of me may shatter, uh, but that's not broken. That's not a bad thing because always you are put back together and you're put back together stronger with more depth, with more understanding and awareness of self. Mm. So this feeling that people have that they should become something else or someone else, no, no, no. I would say do your best to mm, step away from that belief. Allow that belief to fall away from you that the mm -hmm. evolution is about becoming more of yourself. And that does not mean more depressed or more sad or more angry. Does that make sense? Because you are yes, so much more than just those things. Hmm? They're just emotions. It's just energy. It doesn't speak to who yes. you really are, your essence. Yes, and there are so many aspects of self that are undiscovered. So when you become more of self, you get to discover those aspects, and they are glorious. Hmm? Hmm. Yes, I did discover 
I made a few pretty pretty major discoveries, and I I didn't. I'm going to bring this up. I, I didn't quite understand where people got their confidence sometimes. And I can be confident or I can be extroverted. I can be a lot of things, but there is something missing. And I, I've always been aware of it, but after speaking with you and then getting to that level of self-acceptance, the confidence was just there because I knew who I was. Exactly. And that made all the difference. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You don't have to create or find courage or confidence that already exists within you but there may be things that are standing between you and that confidence so even when you can accept that accept all the parts of self wherever you're at those obstacles or energy uh, places you're stuck that stand between you and your confidence that starts to fade and dissolve and transform. And then, what do you know? There was the courage the whole time, just waiting for you to discover it. Hmm? Yes. Is, can I clarify that statement? Um, because I, I experienced something uh, very similar uh, in my healing sessions. How do we get to identify what stands between us and that confidence, and how do we approach it to let that belief go, whatever that is? Is there, are there steps to that? Oh, yes, beloved. Wonderful question. Thank you, my dear. Mm-hmm. Because that brings me to my favorite part of getting to know self. It is the process of setting aside time each day to be with self. You can call it a meditation practice. Um, But I like for there to be more ingredients than just meditation. Writing is a wonderful tool, even if you don't like to write. You can just write a little bit. Um, It's a wonderful way to get to know yourself. Um, Oftentimes, people do not have the ability, they are not taught the ability to think their way into the depths of their being. So writing can help with that. But more than anything, to commit to yourself that you are worth getting to know, to sit down with yourself and explore, to sit quietly and say, how am I feeling today? How often people ask other people, When we began our conversation, the first thing you asked me, Mother, how are you today? So (laughs) it is so rare when people sit down and say, how am I today? Mm. How am I feeling today? Well, maybe I'm feeling insecure. Hmm. Let's, Let's sit with that insecurity. How does that really feel and where might it be coming from? And is it really mine or have I picked it up along the way from someone else? Or um, you won't know until you sit and be with yourself to explore your reality as it is when you're sitting there doing it. That's how you discover what's standing between you and your courage or your confidence. People believe they have to go out 
and find confidence and create it and make it happen. But really, it's more about just acknowledging that it's already inside of you. But you might have to go search for it a bit. And that's all right. That's part of getting to know yourself. It it might seem complicated to us and it might seem daunting. But I've learned in the healing sessions that I have been doing, the technique Jesus gave me, the heart clearing session. And as I performed this on people, it was really easy to see how in in each of the clients, and there have been quite a few now, that self-love is in their heart center. It is there and it is it is large. But yes. I couldn't see it until I found what was covering it up. And so I explained mm-hmm. to the client that self-love is within us. We all do. We like ourselves to a large degree. We love ourselves and we don't understand the self-sabotaging behavior, but it's there, and it's not until we identify it, whether it's self-pity or what have whatever emotion dominates. But once I remove that from the heart center of the client, there's a bright flash of pink, so I know self-love is there. Would you like to equate it with that? Is that the same as what you're saying about confidence, or is there more? Absolutely. Absolutely, beloved. That self-love is at the core And all things flow from that place. So what you may want to encourage your clients to do, that if you say, well, I've discovered in our session that self-pity is standing between you and your confidence or your love of self, your heart. So I'm going to remove it. Here's a little bit of grace and healing. But you will need to sit with yourself and either write about that self-pity, sit with that self-pity, and find out, is it serving me? And maybe the answer is yes, because maybe they get a lot of attention from that self-pity, and they're not ready to let go of that, and that's all right. But the more they know themselves, accept that there is self-pity, and to just ask their own being, how can I love that self-pity instead of rejecting it or feeling that, oh, I'm a horrible person because I have self-pity or I am petty or I am jealous? No. How can I love my jealousy? How can I love my self-pity until I'm ready to let it go? Mm. So they need to work with you in co-creation If your Mm -hmm. clients look to you to take it away and do not step in and involve themselves with the process, it will always come back. Hmm? Thank you for saying that out loud, Mother. (laughs) You are welcome, beloved. Because ultimately, it is not yours to take. It might be yours to remove or set aside long enough to give clarity and an awakening, but it is not yours to take. Hmm? It is only theirs to release. Exactly. And it's, it's, I feel a a little sad, you know, it's, it's like, well, that's a shame. They, they rejected it or they stood with it. They stayed with the same emotional patterns and, and clung to whether they're in terror mode or, 
whatever was blocking them, they didn't feel comfortable with the change within themselves, and they pulled it back. And I said, okay, that's their choice, and I leave it alone. But it like is. you said, it's, it's, it's not mine to, to, to steal their lesson from them. Indeed. And yet, it is their shadow that will ultimately show them their light. The shadow is a wonderful, wonderful energy. And you could not have the rich, textured, very life that you have. Mm. So their pain is beautiful. It is God. It is life. It is love. And ultimately, it is light. The terror is ultimately light. Because it is an aspect, the shadow is an aspect of light that highlights or shades your world so that you can recognize how light stands out in relief from the shadows around it. Does that make sense? It does. And in the book, I believe you mentioned that it gives depth. It lends depth, the contrast to light. Okay. Correct. Whether you like it or not, the human reality or the human experience is about shadow and light. You were never meant to be 100% of one or the other. It will always be a mixture. But as you evolve, it's not just like the way you described how you feel since our last time together. It's the same with shadow and light. It's not that the shadow is conquered and beaten back and rejected. It's just that you become more aware of the deeper nature of light and you realize that shadow is simply a different aspect of light. It's not the enemy. It's part of the whole. And so it's not so much that shadow is transforming. It's your perception of shadow that transforms. Beautiful, yes? Mm-hmm. Yes, beautiful. And I, I, um, my perception of it is, is changing uh, as I look at it and accept it. And I see it I'm, I'm more now of the perception that it's in some ways, I hope I, I hope I have the right words. It's like a support system where if you lean yes. on the shadow, you can see the light. Oh, I'm on the right track then. Okay. <laughs> yes, beloved. It is a support because how will you know what the light really is and what it means to you and how important it is without shadow? This is how you develop your values, your sense of right and wrong for you personally. It's how you navigate through your life and your world. That is why both exist and work in harmony together. Hmm. Hence the definition of polarity. Yes. Yes. Or contrast. Hmm? Yes. Equal Equal and opposite contrast is what polarity is. And how would you, in your words, relate that then to... Um, duality. Many many people use these words, but I wonder if you can offer a deeper understanding. Of course, we understand 
polarity and duality, but there's a unique relationship between the two of them, if you could describe it. Yes, and that relationship is very symbiotic. That's the best way to describe. And when people are just awakening to, say, the larger existence, um, regardless of what language they use, um, polarity, um, contrast, comparison, these are very important ways that you learn about yourself and your environment. Um, And what begins to happen uh, is that the space between the opposite ends of those polarities begins to shrink. Mm. And then all of a sudden what seemed like opposite uh, ends and a deep contrast or people, countries, religions, beliefs that are polarized, when you start to know self more deeply, it's easier to broaden your view and the polarization begins to shrink and shrink and shrink. And then you don't so much see the differences as you see the common ground. You begin to see the harmony. Mm. Yes. Okay, so when one expands, the other shrinks. Okay. Correct. And that's why uh, those that are farther along in their particular evolution or their enlightenment they do experience everyone as one. Do you understand? There's no more polarization. There's no more us and them, uh, us versus them. It Mm -hmm. really does feel as though uh, we, existence, humans, animals, nature, it's all one. But that is at the... um, the end of one's evolution as a human. Meaning the end of their physical life? Uh, Not one life, but uh, meaning they will step off the wheel of birth and death and rebirth and they will no longer uh, want to come back as humans because they've discovered that oneness. I see. A perception Mm -hmm. without polarization, good and bad, black and white, uh, love and hate. There is, um, it is all one. I see. Okay. Beautiful. Speaking of nature, Mm -hmm. I must say that since since what you shared about Mother Earth, I have recognized deep feelings from when I was a child, a young, young child, and my feelings about the planet. And I figured out, I, I, I do like to travel. I don't do a whole lot of traveling, but I feel that I came to a place where I could see, after speaking with you and my relationship with Mother Earth shifting as it did, where I deepened that relationship in my understanding or through my understanding of her role. And I kind of, I, I can't go back to the way I used to think and so my relationship with her is so deep, and I wonder, I, I figured, it feels right, that 
why would I want to move freely about a planet that I had resentment for? So that means sense to me, and I wonder how that affects other people too if they resent having to be on the planet. Indeed, yes. And um, strangely enough, and this is very unconscious for many people, that um, there became a shift in the in the collective relationship with the planet and instead of um, serving mother earth or living in harmony or as the cycles of life um, it became more about her serving humanity there became an expectation that she was to give and give and give and give and that humans did not require uh, any giving back or caretaking. Uh, And this is not 100% because there are plenty of people on the planet who have always felt a desire uh, to take care of Mother Earth, and there still are. But I'm talking about the majority of the collective, Mm -hmm. which is why uh, you all are facing... Uh, such unprecedented levels of uh, sickness in the air and the water and the land because there is this feeling of entitlement that the earth owes uh, them and there is confusion for individuals that because they have a difficult life or have had sometimes a horribly traumatic life, that the world owes them, and Mother Earth represents the world in a way. Does that make sense? Uh, well, things have gotten makes, a little twisted. That makes total sense. I use that phrase a lot because as I examine people's attitudes and this sense that because because they were hurt, the world owes them every, the world and everyone in it owes them a living is typically the phrase I say like you should support me and give me and give me without a thought towards supporting other people or finding harmony um, so that makes perfect sense to me I hope it makes total sense to the listeners okay yes and yet finding harmony in one's life practicing gratitude and forgiveness is the way out of pain Yes. And pain truly is the path to God, true? Ultimately, yes. But then all roads lead to Rome, beloved. There is no path at all that anyone can tread that does not ultimately lead to God or Creator. Right. Absolutely. Mother, may I ask you a couple of practical questions? Yes, you may. Okay. Uh, I put together, I, I wondered if I could have make it like a loose structure or at least a, something predictable in our talk because I didn't know how you wanted to go about it. Um, people have written me a couple of questions, and I've set it up to where people can submit questions to me, and I'll review them and present them to you. Uh, would it be okay, and I kind of already know the answer, would it be okay for people to submit questions about the Bible 
to clear up any confusion they have about a a statement that's made? Yes, we can, but I will tell you quite honestly that mm-hmm. um, well, yes, let's just leave it at yes, and we'll see where it goes. All right? Okay. That sounds fine. Um, I I thought of a nice gift for the listeners, and I wondered if before you go today, if you would recite the Lord's Prayer so that we can pray with you and and enjoy that energy from you. Mm. I prefer uh, no. That is not um, okay. So let me try to explain my position through this particular body, all right? Okay. Um, The Bible, Christianity, uh, particular types of prayers, these are rituals that um, speak to individual humans, but they are something that I have transcended long, long, long ago. And where my energy or my beliefs in the inclusiveness or totality of humanity. Um, Mm -hmm. I prefer particularly not uh, to focus on uh, prayers that are um, more in alignment with just the masculine. Um, um, And because uh, Christianity... Uh, besides Catholicism, but Christianity has a long history of excluding uh, the divine feminine from its practices. Mm -hmm. And so I would... um, It is not that I am against the Lord Prayer. I am of the yoga of everything. But my Mm -hmm. particular practices... um, I prefer to be much broader than any particular religion. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense to me. And so when people submit questions about the Bible, I will make sure that it fits within that criteria for you. And I don't mind answering the questions at all, but I will prepare your listeners that the answers might be much, much farther afield than they imagined. Does that okay. make sense? That makes total sense, and I will um, work with that and sit with that. I appreciate your your answer. Um, there was there is one more thing. How What's about? That? Would you like to ask the questions about the Bible uh, now, and then I can end with my own prayer? That would be lovely. Um, I I hope there could be like a prayer or a blessing at the end. Um, yes. I, I have a question from a listener, but I was I was talking to Jesus, and he su- made a suggestion that I ask you this question, and he added that your response would be um, uh, humorous. It, it's about me, and so I can explain to the listeners what happened was in my late 20s, I decided I'd like to sit down and study the Bible. I generally do not. Um, but I wanted I, I wanted to see what I could learn from it. So I sat down and I wanted to read the Bible. But I wasn't very successful because it turned out to be 
like an allergy commercial. I had the itchy, watery eyes. I was sneezing, coughing. Uh, I had a full-blown allergic reaction. So I figured it was the book itself, and it had dust in it because I'm allergic to dust. So I went and got another Bible, and it happened again. So five Bibles later, I'm still sneezing and having an allergic reaction. So I gave up, but I figured, problem, I know I had a strong conviction that men altered uh, the words of the Bible, and I just surmised that maybe I was one of them, and so I left it alone. But um, Jesus said to ask you why I would have that reaction when I tried to read the Bible and that the um, answer would be somewhat amusing. Is that true? <laughs> you were... Uh, <laughs> he is... Uh, he knows how much I adore humor, particularly irony. Hmm? Uh-huh. So over the course of history, as you know, um, the history of the Bible, that for a long, long, long time, the Catholic Church had control of these writings. And yes, they changed many things along the way to uh, suit the needs of their uh, organization, just like every organization. But Mm -hmm. you have spent, throughout your own birth and death cycle, you've spent a few times uh, as a leader in that organization, and you were uh, always one of the people one of the men who fought against those changes. You were, um, unfortunately, you were not political, but you were always of a more spiritual bent, uh, more honest or a part of things. And um, the last time that happened for you, threw your hands up and said, I'm done with this. Uh, You were quite elderly man and had fought a long time. And you threw your hands up and said, I'm done. And so you never were really aligned with that again. Hmm? With with the Bible? Yes, or with um, uh, Christianity to that extent that you were, and you became very disgusted with the politics of the organization, and you felt that they were ruining the beauty and the power that was uh, inherent in when all the writings were in more of their original form. Hmm? Right. Well, that's a relief. So I'm not the one who did it. I'm I'm one of the ones who defended against it. Correct. Yes. Good. I'd rather be on that side of the fence. That is. Yes. That is. He said the Jesus said the the answer will be amusing to all of us. So, I'm I'm sure he's smiling right now. That is um, very interesting. I appreciate you sharing that with me. And so, um, can I expect that to happen every time if I want to read the Bible, or should I just leave it alone? I would leave it alone, beloved, because in that moment when you threw your hands up, you created a barrier energetically. Uh, Your disgust has always remained within you in relation to that particular uh, book. 
Yes, I'm very familiar with that disgust. I was aware of it <laughs> when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, the the one question that I um, – this is from a listener named Donna. It's a bit broad, uh, this question, uh, but she was curious about the book of Job, and she says, could you ask Mother Mary to explain what God wanted us to understand about it? I uh, I didn't have a more specific question from her, but if – if you understand what she's talking about, uh, I just thought I'd go ahead and honor my promise to ask you. Well, you have in your culture uh, that someone has the patience of Job, yes? Mm-hmm. And yes. ultimately, um, the book of Job was one of the stories that is inherent in um, certain traditions that is there to teach you more that life is not so much about what you want, but what you need. And when I say life, I mean more a spiritual life or an introspective life, someone who is choosing to study the deeper mysteries of life. It becomes more about what you need rather than what you want. And um, that book is about that journey in discovering uh, the patience or how what you need tends to unfold over the long term in your life. And you're not going to have all the answers right away just because you want them. But if you are steady and if you keep showing up, And if you keep looking within, you will always receive or be pointed in the direction of what you need. That's perfect for her. I'll I'll talk with her about it. Okay. Well, that's all I have. And it feels like, I'm sorry? You wish to end with a blessing and prayer? Yes. Yes. Thank you. So I would invite everyone to close their eyes and take deep breaths into your bodies. And feel every breath as a prayer. This is life flowing into your lungs, your belly, every cell that makes up your body and your being. And you breathe out a blessing. So that each breath you take becomes a moment of gratitude for your life and is always a blessing and never taken for granted. And in that blessing, feel how much you are loved. Cherished 
and honored for exactly who you are right now. It has been an honor to be with you today, beloved ones. The honor is mine, Mother. Thank you so much for this, and I will speak to you soon. You are welcome. Namaste, dear. Namaste. Something else. Yes. That felt wonderful. That felt wonderful. <laughs> Great question, wow. Sean. I just want to say you are really tuned in. Really tuned in. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I do try to get to the meat. You know what I mean? And um, I, I actually, I, I I try to intuitively tap into the listeners and then I get hits on what they might be wondering about. And then I know, I know what she's talking about. And then I think, how can I take that deeper and kind of go down that staircase and take the listeners with us? So, um, yeah, that's why I felt so confident that this would work well because of my tendency to do that. And um, good, I'm, I'm glad you hear it and, and appreciate it. I, I appreciate you saying that. Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> well, it was interesting. I kind of kicked myself in the butt about um, the Lord's Prayer. It didn't occur to me that she had ascended far beyond that level, and uh, that made perfect sense to me. Yeah, she does not. I mean, she uses the name Mother Mary more as a touchstone, you know, for people like you and I, something to identify with. Um, But, of course, she has not been that for thousands of years. And um, at least through me, she does not really have any kind of religious affiliation or um, any – and when I say affiliation, I mean – her teachings don't really reflect a particular religion or anything of that nature. So it's much more inclusive and, and broader in its, in its reach. So and it's, and that's what I would prefer. So that's perfect. I love it. Did yeah. You, yeah. Did you hear the amusing part, the part that Jesus said it would be moving to all of us? I did. I was laughing. I could just picture you. As uh, as this old man who had, you know, fought and fought and fought and just threw up his hands in disgust and said, oh, I'm done. 
But there was also some sadness, you know, because I, I think about, it was interesting because I, when I hear those things that, yes, the politics of the Catholic Church along the way, they, you know, change things here and there. And, and it's not surprising because every organization pretty much does the same thing. And if they feel they own the writings, I mean, you know, it's really kind of theirs to change. But I don't often think of the people that would have, the dissenting voices, you know, the people that would have voted against that or yeah. said, no, I don't think we should do that. You know, I, I don't, mm-hmm. I didn't really think of those people. And, and yet, of course, the church must, you know, have its own rich history of people like that who, who, you know, were the dissenting voice. So that was, that was interesting to think about. It, it's yes. And on, from behind my eyes, <laughs> What went on was, as as she then went went on to describe that, number one, there was a sense of relief that I wasn't, because I took it as guilt. Like, I'm one of the ones mm-hmm. responsible for that, and I probably touched upon some of the passages that I myself altered. Thankfully, that's not the case, even though if it was, I would have to yeah. forgive that. Either way, <laughs> there, there's kind of like a, a, a smug relief in that I was one who <laughs> fought, tried to fight against that, and... Right. It made me smile because of what I know happening in this lifetime. You know, aside from every time I read the Bible, I I, I would literally become a mess, like sneezing, running nose, yeah. all that. To the Bible, that's hilarious. I thought, I, yeah, and I right. thought it was the dust, so I had like five of them. But it happens every <laughs> time until I slammed the book shut and said, "There's this is pointless. I can't get around this. There's something wrong. I think it's guilt." But yeah. It makes it gives me new insight into a story that I that I tell people and that I say on the air sometimes, and that's when I was in Catholic school, how I would get in trouble because then I'll, and I'll, I know who they were talking about Mary Magdalene, and they said something mm. to the effect, and we were five, and you're saying that she was not a, a good person, she was a bad person, and I blurted out, "That's not true," and I got in trouble. That was the first time I got in trouble, or I would I would I was always in trouble. Yeah. But only yeah. luckily, I only went to Catholic school for three years. But um, there were other instances where, and especially with politics, the the, the nature of politics really upset mm-hmm. me. But um, there was another instance. Oh, um, I used to be a singer, and I felt like singing. And I said, well, let me go around to the Catholic church and see if they need someone for the choir or soloist. So I go around and I start singing in Catholic church again. It was nothing but trouble. And again, I threw my hands up and I said, I'm done. I can't. Egos and the fighting yeah. and the the backstabbing, I just want to sing. And, yeah. it, and so there's numerous instances of me touching on it and saying, this isn't for you. This is not for right. you. Get away from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I appreciated, you know, her words too, because it does remind me that there's always truly wonderful people in every religion and every tradition and every spiritual uh, tradition or religious tradition. There are truly um, deeply spiritual, beautiful, amazing people, and it's a good reminder, very good reminder. It is. Thank you so much for doing this. It's so enjoyable, and I didn't quite anticipate so much attention aimed at myself. I was a little surprised by that, but that's okay. I'm okay with that. 
You are so welcome. So welcome. Okay. Well, okay, so let's remind everybody from here on out, Danielle will be back on the second Wednesday of the month at 3 p.m. Eastern, and we're going to hang out and talk a little bit as co-hosts, and then Mother will come through, and I guess every time will be a surprise, won't it? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's beautiful, and just to give you a big energetic hug, and say welcome to the Spiritual Insights family. Danielle, I really, truly appreciate you and adore you. And I look forward to working together and helping change people's lives in any way we can. Me too. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here, to be asked. And I'm just, I feel like a little kid in a candy store. I'm so happy. Thank you. (laughs) Good. Excellent. Okay. So I will talk to you soon then. Okay, honey. Take care. All right, everybody, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Remember go to, to go to the website, spiritualinsightsradio.com, learn more about Mother, find the schedule. There's also a schedule you can download and print from the website, spiritualinsightsradio.com. Be sure to explore and visit belovedpublications.com for that free audio course on meeting your spirit guides. I did it. It's phenomenal. And the other um, audio files that are available from the, uh, from Danielle uh, with Mother Mary teaching, do take uh, advantage of those offers as well. Until next time, God bless and be at peace.